What's up, everyone? It's your boy, Devon Headley from Headley's View. How you guys doing today? Don't bother answering because I can't hear you, but I'm doing very well. After this podcast, I'm planning to run some errands outside. Might go to the dentist later and make sure my smile is extra sexy, if you know what I'm saying. But first, I want to recap our last episode. We discussed the importance of learning a language and the importance of traveling abroad to learn other cultures. But there is a very important tool you need to achieve those goals. You need time. Yes, time. So I decided to dedicate this episode to time. Well, a lot of people know about the concept of time. If you ask anybody about time, they'll think of time travel or time machines and stuff like that. If you ask anybody what they would do with a time machine, they'll probably give you a noble answer like, I want to go back in time and stop World War II from happening. I want to go back in time and prevent the JFK assassination. Yes, they are noble indeed. However, I believe that will make be a negative, negative impact to our timeline. If you change world events, we would have a different timeline and it could be for better or for worse. You know, the butterfly effect, if you will. Well, what would Headley do with the time machine? Actually, I want to preface this by saying, I know that I sound like a 41 year old man, but I'm very young. I just have an old soul. So I like music from the 80s and 90s and 70s and stuff like that. So if I had a time machine, I'll probably go back to the 80s and go to the clubs and dance to New Jack Swing or see my favorite bands like Def Leppard and Bon Jovi Live. I'll do that. Or go to the 90s, experience what grunge was like. Or watch the Bulls when they were in their prime. I'll do that. If I could be a fly on the wall and observe how things were back in the, back in the day, I would do that. I wouldn't change anything. But now we're on the subject of changing something in time. I actually had a dream a couple years back. I had a time machine and I traveled back into the 70s or whenever Steve Jobs was working on the Macintosh at the time, Apple. And I stole his blueprints. I stole everything from him. I don't know how I did it, but I ended up with the plan to make Macintosh. I went back in, I went back in my old time and I actually revealed the work like it was my own, making billions of dollars. Therefore, I became the CEO of Apple just by traveling back in time and stealing stuff. So that was an interesting dream. But now we're on the subject of time travel. I wanted to, you know, tell you about this book I read. I read a lot of books now because the quarantine and it's nothing better to do. So I just finished The Time Machine by H.G. Wells. For those of you who don't know who H.G. Wells is, he was, he is regarded as the founding father of science fiction, like novels and stuff. He wrote a lot of books like The Day the Earth Stood Still, The Time Machine, War of the Worlds, The Invisible Man, not Ralph Waldo Emerson. I'm talking about like 
the OG Invisible Man. So yeah, it was an interesting read. The plot was interesting. It was about a guy, a scientist, who was known as the Time Traveler. He tried to showcase his theory that time is four-dimensional. Like, time is the fourth dimension. So he explained that in the beginning of the book. Then he showed everyone his time machine. And everyone thought, like, oh, this dude is just a quack. He's 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 crazy. He can't go, can't travel back in time. It's impossible. Mind you, this is Victorian England. So dudes barely had cell, um, telephones yet. <laughs> they just started, like, using telegrams and Morse code and all that. So one day he just decided to try the machine out. So he went forward into time five hours. Then he was like, oh, snap, this works. Then he went super far in time. He went like a million years in the future and went to the same spot he was in, but only in the year 800,000. That's the year. So he stumbled across a human race. Like he thought the human race called Eloi. Eloi. So it's a race of like short humans, like childlike humans. Like they're humans that look like little kids. And they're like happy-go-lucky. They eat fruit. They don't do anything. They don't fear anything. And he came across this other race of humans, in quotations, called the Marlocks. The Marlocks are like like stringy looking ape things with sharp teeth that's nocturnal that comes out at night that the Eloi fear and I thought that was cool because the time traveler actually hypothesized that these are the descendants of humans they evolved this way he thought the Eloi was the upper class from Victoria era who stood outside and they just don't have a fear in the world and then the Marlocks were the industrial peasant guys from the Victorian era that stood below ground working on machines and stuff so they so they evolved like that so he loses his time machine somebody took it so he thinks the Marlocks took it so then he tried like to get it back he went down the well get like fight the Marlocks and he figures out that the Marlocks are smarter than they look he, he scratched his whole original hypothesis and stated that the Eloi are actually like cattle and the Marlocks were actually ranchers. So the Marlocks would eat the Eloi at night. So he went and, you know, explored, saw the ruins of his time and all that. And then he finds out that the Marlocks took the time machine. They hid it inside of a like, sphinx structure. So he got it. He went broken. The, the Marlocks ambushed him because they like let him in there because they're actually smart. And he went, went back in time after he fought them. He traveled further in the future and he saw the earth destroying itself, being destroyed. So he got scared, went back in time to his original time. And then, yeah, he lives happily ever after because he came back to his house, saw his friends and then at the end of the book, he went back in time. He went to the future again. So he disappeared for years. So that's essentially the book in my abridged version, my abridged telling to you. 
My initial thoughts of the book, it was a surprisingly easy read. I thought it was going to be a super hard read because I read The Invisible Man the first few chapters and I was like, I want to just like off myself because this is too hard. But I liked the book. It flowed by good, like the pacing was fine. But the only thing I didn't like about the book, the only few things I didn't like about the book was there was no motivation. There was no like there was no traits, character traits of the time traveler. Like he's just a science dude that's like deducing this, deducing that. Like I didn't really get any like any character from him. And the H.G. Wells could do like a purple prose type thing. You know, purple prose is when you like explain, over explain details in scenery. Like I get it. You have to, you have to explain the scenery a lot just to paint a picture in the viewers in the reader's head but it could go on and on for paragraphs and paragraphs and i'm like oh my gosh i don't know if i i don't have an imagination but damn this is hard but other than that the story is pretty cool and it's really nice really refreshing to actually read where the concept of time travel came from because this is this is the first book that created the concept of time travel as we know it but I didn't, I didn't watch the film adaptations and stuff like that, so I can't compare it to that. But it was a good book. I recommend it to anybody who's into science fiction or just into reading in general. I will I would write a in-depth review on my blog. So just look out for that. If you follow me on Instagram, I'll have everything on my blog discussing the book. So I want to I wanted to go into the viewers questions, the listeners questions. And these have something to do with time. So my main man, Kevin, again, he asked me, what's your ideal film film length? So what film length do you have? I'm getting tongue-tied. I, my ideal f- film length is probably like an hour, 45 minutes. That's my ideal one. You could go over an hour, 45 minutes if you want to. You could go three hours if you want to. It depends if the... The story is very concise. The story flows evenly, like if the pacing is good. And if the writing is good as well. If the writing's bad, the pacing's bad, then if your three-hour movie has all the bad stuff, it's going to drag. It's going to drag. Like Wolf of Wall Street was like three hours long. And nobody really cared that it was three hours long because the writing and acting and everything was good in it. Like in Quentin Tarantino movies, like Hateful Eight was long. Like, what else was long? Pulp Fiction was kind of long, but the writing was good and the pacing was good. So in theory, you can make your movie like five hours. You can make your movie however long you want. As long as the writing and the pacing has a lot of attention to detail, you put a lot of care into it, it doesn't matter. But me, I would make my movies like hour 45 to two hours like if i could achieve the goal of the story okay if i could achieve the story in hour 30 minutes i would make it hour 30 minutes i wouldn't want to pad the time out for no reason so i hope that answers your question kevin so avalon asked another question you guys know who avalon is so i'm gonna paraphrase the question right here because i read i wrote it down a different way So he said, 
explain the strain of finding a job right away after you go to college and no jobs are or or give you a chance so explain the strain of that the time and explain how social media plays a role into that time essentially saying talk about the strain of like the fear of running out of time applying for a job starting your career well in my opinion i went to college i studied theater arts and communications so i thought i was going to get a good job right away and i wouldn't say it's family but i say there's a lot of people around you that will say oh when you when are you getting the job when you when you applying to this when you're applying to that and i i'm i'm not too worried like because i i'm not afraid to start a little bit late like as long as i'm working towards my goals trying to get a job then i could get a job it's, it's out of my control after that it's out of my control so i don't have a fear in of strain in trying to find a job it happens when it happens but social media plays a big role in that type of thing because you see all your friends on social media and like linkedin instagram they're saying oh i got a good job at so and so company i got a cool job at so and so company and subconsciously you like you don't want to hate on them but subconsciously you're like Oh, why why this person getting a job? I'm just like this guy. I, I don't have a job I'm that cool. Like I don't I try not to think like that. I don't like pocket watching people. I don't like hating on people. Like I try to I try to be happy for everyone. But subconsciously you're saying like, you know, I I had this type of like I have the same skill set as this guy. Like, we was in the same club, you know, working the same place. Like I have the same skill set. Like why can't I get a job? And it builds that pressure to find another find a job because you're competing with other people you're comparing your life to their life you're comparing your career to their career and i see where the strain is from that and i was talking to avalon the other day he was talking about how a lot of companies want like 15 years of experience when you're only like 21 or something like that for an entry level job and he said he told me a story about this this um software designer or software website guy he created a software that a lot of companies use and mind you the software is only like 5 years old so the same software developer was trying to get another job so he went on linkedin and he saw the on the application the requirements is to learn that same software know that same software he made have 10 years of experience on that software and if you could do simple math he the software is 5 years old and they're asking for 10 years of experience and it's like are you insane so basically you have to <laughs> unless you have a hyperbolic time chamber he go inside the hyperbolic time chamber with with like say oh no <laughs> you go in try to learn c++ or something like that in the hyperbolic time chamber get like 45 years of experience and come back out and then apply for a job then you'll realistically meet those expect expectations that job posters post out or if you just t- get a time machine go back in time learn and then come back in time like something like that it's unrealistic but to answer your qu- to 
to tie this up into a, like a nice point i don't i don't i sometimes feel a strain or feel a fear of losing time getting a job but it's nothing you can really do about it like as long as you apply as long as your right resume is the best you can be like best you can make it then it's out of your control it's like stoicism after that like, and I could explain what stoicism is in a later episode but I don't really feel the strain anymore I'm doing what I like um, I have motivation to do different endeavors while I wait for a job or I could do my job while I do these endeavors and social media could warp it so that's why I don't look at social media that much I don't like watching other people's lives. Not to be like snobby about it, but I don't like watching people do their thing. I like to like have tunnel vision while doing my job, doing what I like to do. I only go on social media to promote what I'm doing. I'm th- I think of myself as a horse with blinders. Just do it. Just work hard and you'll get a job right away. So I want to leave it at that. So in conclusion, just to reiterate that point of time, there's one thing I was thinking about while I was eating breakfast or whatever I was doing. I was thinking time is a currency. Time is actual currency that we have. But time is the only currency that we can't be reimbursed. You can't give your time to get more time. You can't give time. You can only give time to get some tangible currency like money or any resources that you could tangibly have. But you can't get time back from when you invest time. The only time you could do that. Hey, take a take a shot every time I say time. But every time. The only time you could actually get time back is say if you work extra hard in your shift and you could leave early because all your work is done. That's the only time that would actually work, in theory. You could let me know, I don't know. But time is the only currency that can't be reimbursed. I probably wasted my money buying a woman a drink at a club, investing in pyramid schemes, or like buying some whack mixtapes. But I always tell people like, I don't like to waste my time. But even though time is the only currency that you can't be reimbursed in time, it's easily it's easily managed. Like you could just manage your time. Life isn't a race. That's why I like to think about it in that question Avalon state asked. Like it's not a race to get a job. Like and everybody's journey time is different. Every journey is different. A person could start um their career late. They could start their career early. I could become a millionaire before somebody else first it could it's, it just it differs it's what you put into it like i see older people at my college when i was going to school i seen 50 year old people 60 year old people i seen the 70 year old getting their degree D- due to different circumstances they had to start school very late like they worked they didn't have anybody paying for their school so they had to work for like a while and then go back to school and get a degree. I've seen people like that. And I don't like to judge them. I like to say like their race is different than mine. It's not 
a sprint it's a marathon like you don't have to come in first in the marathon it's if you complete it you say you complete it so I've seen that applies to everything like if you want to go into a career late go into a career late like if that's what you want to do it's your time it's how you spend it is what you will get out of it and you can manage your time like I said before Say, for instance, it's like 24 hours. It's 24 hours in a day. You got eight hours to work your day job. You got eight hours to sleep and eight hours to do miscellaneous things, such as work on yourself, hobbies, spend time with friends and family. Do that. If you want to achieve your goals, you have that eight-hour window to do whatever you need to work on yourself because you still need eight hours of sleep and you still need money from your eight-hour job. However, a lot of people would say, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I could do all the things I want to do in that eight hour window. And my answer to you is you better get used to sleeping like five hours a day, five hours a night. Because life is about sacrifice. Time is a sacrifice. You ha- Even though you don't want to use up, use up your time, you still have to sacrifice your time. So I would say you got to get accustomed to sleeping five hours a day. You know, you get an extra, extra hours on the eight hours, you know, and do what you want. Because a lot of successful people, they manage their time very, very precise. Like they manage their time to a T. Like they talk about, oh, I have this, I have hours to do this, I have hours to do that, I have an hour to do this. They do that. And many successful people, they don't even sleep. If so, they get up super early and go to bed super early just to get this stuff done. So time is easily managed. And I like the way Arnold Schwarzenegger put it in his like his um iconic success. Like he's talking about success. And he was like, oh, people always ask me, how how can I manage my time how can i do what i want in the eight hours he's like and he just says sleep faster (laughs) that was his um answer to it but if you manage your time if you do the right things within that time to work on yourself to build relationships and stuff like that your future self will thank you every day i don't know where this quote came from but i saw it on facebook It said, your future self is watching you through memories. So time is the essence. Time is important. We can't go back in time and stuff like that. We can't time travel. It's what we put into it now going forward. So if you manage your time, do the right things in that time, anything is possible. Yeah. So that is Headley's View. This is our episode from Time. Our next episode is going to be about, I would say, boredom. The theme is going to be boredom. So you can submit your questions to dheadley at dheadley1984 at gmail.com. Questions about boredom or questions about anything. I will put it in different. Ep- I'll put your questions in different episodes if if it matches the theme, or if I can make it match. But yeah, 
thank you to all seven people that's listening. This is Devon Headley. Stay up, stay safe. Later.